Hello and welcome to the 3 and D's podcast. My name is Justin and I'm joined as always by my two favorite guys, Matt and Mari. Oh, you can give us a follow. Okay. Yeah, let's plug our socials. It's time. You can give us a follow on Instagram, 3 and D's, on TikTok, 3 and D's, on YouTube, 3 and D's. We're posting our our video content. So if you see us, hello on YouTube. Hello. Um, and you can email us at three and D's at gmail.com. Don't use the number use, write it out. T H R E E and everything else is, uh, is easy. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Yeah, it's easy enough. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Happy hump day. Um, how's life? It's going good, dude. It's, uh, fucking 30 degrees here in Australia. Sunny, humid, but uh, we're loving it. And my studio is crazy. Little technical difficulties. Yeah, we're gonna throw an epilepsy warning on for their for our YouTube viewers. He's <laughs> flashing, flashing us there. Um, yeah, it's it's uh it's, it's wonderful to hear, Matt. Um, it is uh it is four degrees and cloudy here. Uh, so tough. But I do have a fun, a fun Australia story where it's it's kind of revolved around Australia. Um, yeah, yeah. We have a, I have a close friend of mine who uh, has been living out there for the past year and a bit, and she was telling us that she was going to New Zealand after for about six months, and then was mm-hmm. going to come back to Canada like around like late spring, early summer, mm-hmm. and yesterday. She FaceTimes me and she does the whole like surprise I'm at your front door thing. Oh, hell yeah. She flew back from her. It was always her plan to like just go to New Zealand for a few weeks and fly home for like the holidays and like move back to Canada. But she mm-hmm. she did the whole like didn't tell anyone and did one by one like surprises and like FaceTime people and like we're at their front door. And it was, let me tell you, a good surprise underrated. It's a, it was a, it made my day. They're underrated. Yeah. I bet. It's sick. That was so nice. So so Australia Australia won and Canada gained gained her back. So um, point for Canada and uh, it was it was a hell of a day. Nice. Also saw the new Hunger Games movie. Fucking fire! It was sick. Yeah, dude. It hasn't got that much love. I know it's weird. I, I loved it. I really I liked it. So One of my pet peeves with fucking hollywood these days is they'll just draw out a movie like there's no need making say the hobbit for example there's no need making the hobbit three movies it's one book yeah do it in maybe two but just do it in all in one long movie i don't Mm -hmm. know and they no, did like the movie. They fit everything in. It was fucking awesome. And it was long, but it didn't feel un- anything. Nothing felt unnecessary. Like I watched, um, what was that new Leonardo DiCaprio movie again? The um, oh god, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon. I saw that one, dude, and I was like, oh my god, just end this thing. Like this doesn't need to be three and a half hours. Um, <laughs> but this one, it was a little bit long, but it felt like it, everything that was in there was needed. So big fan of the Hunger Games. It's. I've decided it's one of my favorite movie series of all time. Um, Yeah, we actually, uh, after we watched the movie in the theaters, we've watched in the last week all of the movies. (laughs) Nice. I think that's my plan. They stack up. Like the the first one, the CGI is a little rough, I'll be honest. But after that, it's fucking good series. Yeah, I rewatched it recently too. Um, I found the first two are amazing. Then the third, like two parter on the third movie, is just kind of. Yeah, I don't know if you need it. It kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. Did, yeah, I'll have to rewatch it now that I've watched the the prequel. But I uh, loved it. I had such a good time. Um, I'm gonna so, go do that on my own. Actually, Matt, you owe me at least. I was talking to our friend um, Jordan about this. You owe me at least three or four free movies. Because really? something that Matt does a lot, and Justin, I don't know if you've ever been fucking subject to this crime mm-hmm. is that when he owes you money he goes yeah i'll just get you a free movie because he gets free movies with his like scene card it's like a you weird know? it's like a weird thing to promise just like a weird payback structure and he's never never like in, in in how long have i known you dude like 18 years 
You've never once taken me to a movie. No? Never. Not, not once. This is not a podcast. This is an intervention. Yeah, dude. So pay for my pay for me to see ballad of this, you know, whatever. Song and something. Song and something. I mean well, I think that was if I didn't pay you for the haircut, but then I did pay you for the haircut. So just such a classic. Know. Hey, what do you think about a free but, movie? But I think I took like seven people to one one time, and I'm pretty sure it was our house. That might have been, and yeah. So that might have been the one. You were the one that could come. <laughs> so that's on you. Because that used up like. No, it's all it's on you. You are you owe me movies, dude. Dude, <laughs> it's not right. on me. <laughs> Move to Australia right. to escape your debts, dude. I want to see the Hunger Games, goddammit. <laughs> God damn it. Um, wow. We just un- we just unleashed something here. Sorry, sorry. That, that was years of Well, PSA, there's a um a Cineplex deal going on where if you buy a fifty dollar gift card, you get I think it's like sixty five dollars of additional value items that you could uh you could use those like a free another free movie, free popcorn, free this, buy one, get one off, if I get one free, shit like that. So if there's any movie lovers out there, um buy a $50 gift card, you can do it give it as a gift to someone. And then you got all these like free, free shit out of it. You get a free movie for yourself, free popcorns. You can only use it from January 1st till the end of March, but that's my uh that's my PSA to all of you. Get out there, happy shopping. There's some good deals on right now, some Christmas deals. Earl's. $50 gift card, you get 10 additional dollars. That's just free money right there. Um, that's like three highballs right there. Yeah, that's, that's easy hour. money. Yeah. So uh, happy shopping, everyone. Do it for your loved ones, but do it for yourself. Both can be good. Anyway, I think this is a basketball podcast, so I think it's maybe time we jump into some hoops. Um, we've got a great episode for you guys. Um, the in-season tournament uh, is over. Uh, Mari, you finally came through with a prediction. Ha. You predicted the Lakers to win, and you did it. Matt and I, our uh, our, our our love of the Pacers was uh, was ran out, unfortunately, on us. Um, I thought it was pretty pretty fun, pretty hype. Uh, it comes up to the whole, the whole tournament. But uh, what do you guys think of the game? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, for me personally, it was really disappointing. <laughs> Uh, just because I the was result so or the product. I was so convinced that the Pacers were going to win. Um, yeah. It was a really good game. AD is a monster. Uh, I think I sent this in the group, but like there was a a comment on one of the video on the, one of the videos after the game that saying AD remembers he's AD every three games and plays like it. And that was one of those cases. It was like forty-one and twenty, I think, with four blocks. He played amazing. The the Pacers simply had no no one close. Like Miles Turner was just no match for him, and uh, it really showed. And they played Tyrese really tough. Um, he hadn't had a turnover in the previous three playing or in season tournament games, and he had two in the first like five minutes of the game. Um, and I think you live bet the turnovers during the last podcast <laughs> no i literally yeah when we're recording uh i saw the, the over under on turnovers was two and a half and i as we were talking about that last week i immediately bet the under um so it was tough to see those early early tos yeah, honestly i think i forget what the, what the name is for this but i think whatever i think i should do i should just start doing the opposite i think i should just whatever i'm thinking just just go against it and just do the opposite because i, I that see cool? <laughs> I don't know if I'm that cold, but I'm not, I'm definitely not like winning more than half my bets. Um, well, that parlay like, was pretty rough. I I, I didn't have I, I had a gig, so I wasn't able to watch the game. But after the game ended, I like checked my bet three sixty five app, and it was just X's across the board, dude. We all jumped in on a parlay. Um, I mean, mildly adjusted by taste, but uh, X's the only three that didn't hit were Tyrese's props and then the Pacers and. The Pacers are going to have to be closer if Tyrese is going to be good. So it was just that. The whole thing, Matt, was that that whole parlay, the idea was that the Pacers would cover and that we would bet on Tyrese overs. 
So yeah. <laughs> saying the only thing that don't hit were Tyrese and the Pacers is like that's yeah, the, I, the other the other four hit is just the Tyrese thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. they played him so tough. I stand by it. I would do it again. <laughs> well, figure it out. It's nuts because they don't have a lot of like that elite perimeter defender uh, perimeter defenders. I think just the the Lakers when it when when it's time to to nut up, Derek. Sorry, to use, excuse my French, but they seem to just rise to these occasions, and uh, it's uh, it it gives me hope for them in the playoffs. I don't know if they're you know they're gonna compete with those those pesky Nuggets, but um, I think after that, it's pretty clear they're probably the still probably the second best team in the in the West there, at least from a from an odds perspective so yeah well um, they've been a you know elite league leading defense for the past couple of years now and it, it, it has been without kind of that elite perimeter defender but it doesn't really matter when you have anthony davis right he, what he does so much and the way they play around him and through him on a defense is it, it's easy not it's easy but it's it's pretty simple to get a good defense when you have someone like that despite who you're getting at the point of attack just because schemes could you you run schemes towards them and it's fine. They're still good. Is the is the, yeah is the lesson here? I think I'll, it, it's easy to to dismiss the Lakers like ah oh, another season of LeBron and AD. Like how many times do I have to go through this? Like ah oh, guess what we have to do it again. LeBron's turning forty. It doesn't matter. It's crazy. I th- I think a lot of the things or I've seen in the last week or well, past few days since I came out is. When guys get older, when they're playing in the league, they can see things easier, but their body's not actually able to do them just because where they're at physically. But LeBron's still there physically, and the game's so much easier for him. Yeah. And it's actually fucking nuts to watch. <laughs> like, I think about Chris Paul, for example, who, like, obviously the savvy is still there. It's just the body doesn't hold up. Um, It's stupid that LeBron's able to do the stuff that he does at his age. Yeah, and he, and he gets the MVP of the in-season tournament. So, well, who would have thought that was not that was not any of our bets? Not only thing Edwards, we had Tyrese Halliburton, Darren Fox, or some options. No, LeBron James. I mean, we should have known. We should have known, LBJ. Um, so the question is: Is, is he officially above MJ now? After this, I'd like to stay away from this in-season. topic as a. As a basketball podcast, I'm just going to be safe and just uh, not comment on it. Yeah, yeah, it's fully a bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd add it to the resume. Yeah, does Michael have a <laughs> in season tournament chance? Uh, apparently, no. they're going to raise the banner. They're, they're going to raise a banner <laughs> for it. As they should. That's so. I, I can't say, wait for NBA to drop like a graphic, like in in season MVPs one one to zero. Yeah. When he retires, yeah. yeah. Um the one thing that I, I wish they could do a little better or, or in moving forward is their um their champagne celly. Their 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 celly wasn't that wasn't that sick. It was kinda lame. It was like winning like a high oh, school yeah. tournament. I felt so bad. It was <laughs> it needed a little more hype. It's clear the hype needs to grow still with this because uh it was it was very piss poor compared to uh what we're used to. Um but no, we're, um, we're splitting hairs now. Before we move on, is there anything that you guys would change going forward for the in-season tournament? I have a few things in mind, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts. For me, the only thing I can think of is raising the incentives for it. Like I think we talked, we touched on that a little bit, but I'm, and I think they're already in the work. Like some of those are already in the works, but I'm super happy to guarantee a playoff spot, like a top, let's say a minimum sixth fifth or sixth seed to uh to the winner of the in-season tournament or maybe it's a draft pick compensation maybe it's back end of the first round maybe it's as high as like a adding a 20th pick and then having just like 33 first round you know selections or i'm so i'm super down to uh to add some more incentive maybe raise the money even more um but uh other than that i think it was pretty pretty well run maybe change the brackets a little bit but now i'm just throwing shit at the wall what do you guys have i mean what if they do something like as far as throwing shit at the wall this is one like they add you know how the the semi-final and final games don't count towards regular season games versus every other does it's just the final actually it's just the final 
I, I think there should be some way to to give wins to the 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 finalist teams, like two wins to the winner and one win to the second place, just to like like on top of whatever. It'd be like get. a tiebreaker, maybe. Oh yeah, something like that. Like oh, but this team went to the finals in the in the in season, so they get home court advantage as a three as a five seed or. I don't know, something like that. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. It does. Um, two of my three things they changed. One is not calling it the in-season tournament. It's a fucking mouthful and it's stupid. Just call it like the NBA Cup or something. I think they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're working towards that. You know? Yeah, it's just uh, kind of dumb. So, quick thing. Uh, another quick thing is... I like the idea of different courts, but those were god awful. Like some of them were. <laughs> I kind of like them. They're kind of grown on me. They're so like they're grown. It's literally hard to watch. Like it'd be bright pink. Like you need to get some glasses then. I don't know. I I did not <laughs> not like those at all. It took a while. The first two games that I watched on it, I'm like Jesus Christ. Games, right? yeah. But like some of them were just so ugly. I um, think the ugliness is part of the beauty. Yeah, I love yeah. Well, but it doesn't need to be like they have. It's NBA. Like they they have the designers. They have resources. Create something that's actually really nice. I guess so. For me, I'm just always just, pro color. I just love color. So if I can, my eyes get. I get happy when I see colors. <laughs> so it's just. Uh, oh, I'm not I, opposed to the colors. Just like tone it down a little bit. Like <laughs> I don't know how they played on it. To be honest. I say we ramp it up. We go full. We go full hundred. Go the other way. Yeah, just get crazy with it. See what Um, what happens. Yeah. Um, And then last thing is, I think some of the teams got unlucky with their uh, pool play, and so I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the qualification be point differential. I'd have it be quarter quarters one. Different. Ah. So, unlike all four quarters of the game, that was like a perfect game in terms of the seeding for going to the next stage. Because that's fun. I don't know if I love the point differential one. Yeah, it, it's tough. The point differential stuff was Some really, and then you'll see teams like running it up in garbage time too, and like, ah. Yeah. So like, I I think the quarter, and then it would also incentivize them to play like every quarter really hard. Like it's still. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I think the point differential got a bit weird um, at the end there. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see some like Elam ending sh- stuff. On the, with that's what I was going to say. I want, the, I want the target score ending. Yeah. That's, that'd be sweet. A little change of pace. Yeah. That so would make the overall, viewing experience way better. Hit. That was great. And I, I think, uh, I mean, similar to soccer, like what makes it so great is like, like say why football or like hockey couldn't do something like that or it would be very different is like there's just injuries happen all the time. So if you add more games, like there's always that risk. And obviously that happens for basketball, but it not being as big of a contact sport, um, there isn't as many injuries like that. as just like freak things. So nothing, nothing like that happened too. So I think that also added to its popularity and, Everyone being so in favor of it. But it was a hit. Oh, yeah, Adam. Good job. And look, you can't implement all these things in year one. You got to kind of, with with change, um, you, you, you can't, it's got to be gradual in some capacity. Like, this is a lot to throw at teams and, um, you know, at players in year one. So I think uh, now that it's established, this is sort of part of the, the norm and the lore of the NBA season. I think now you can kind of make tweaks and and go from there. So, um, yeah, I think it's tough to complain too much. I think it accomplished what they wanted in year one. And uh, I do think they're what I like about the NBA compared to like the MLB and even the NFL. It's like they're feels like they're more progressive league in terms of how they view the sport and like wanting to push push things forward and be innovative. So. Um, yeah, I like that they change things up and they try new things. And um, yeah, so kudos to everyone involved on that. Oh, yeah. All right. Any other last thoughts? I think we're good there. Uh, no, I think, think we're good. 
Okay, well, to all of our speaking of the NFL, to all of our sport heads out there, um, it is officially fantasy football season. Um, it's playoff season. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fifteen weeks of fantasy football season, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, I know we all play. We all play in, in a league together, but we also all play in various leagues. So, I wanted to check in with you guys, see how, see how the fantasy leagues are doing. How how, how are the playoffs? Are you excited for the playoffs? What's going on there? I can't wait. Matt's in most of my leagues. I think he's in three of my four leagues. So I think he's probably seen that the past two weeks, I've picked up like eight defenses. So in each of my leagues, I have like four defenses per team just to make sure that I get like the Giants. Just, you know, it's free money. It's free points at that point. Like I, I'm I'm keeping my roster thin and just going hard on defenses. I'm 4-0 in the playoffs here. I mean, I'm, I'm in the playoffs in all my leagues. I'm pretty happy about that. I feel pretty confident about my odds to get in. Uh, Justin Herbert went down, which is honestly fine. He kind of sucks, so <laughs> it's cool. Like I, I, I don't know. I could go deep into um, football talk, but in, in some, I'm pretty happy. I'm excited. Yeah, in uh, in one of those leagues, I have made an obscene run um, in the last <laughs> little while. I, I was one of those teams where I had like the top four points for but i just was losing every week to like i would have the second highest score i'd be playing the highest and so i was two and oh, two and whatever it was eight two and nine last place of four and i've won the last or no i was one and nine yeah one and eight or whatever and i won the last five games and i snuck in the playoffs i jumped five spots because in our league there's like I think six of us that have a six and eight record me included and now i'm i'm in the six seed did you make it in or did it not count because i thought the week didn't count i thought it wasn't counting either but then they counted it so it's like fuck yeah that's in one and then the one where we're all three in it um i have a first round buy because i uh snaked that so it doesn't matter relax i'll see you in the finals uh, buddy whatever. whatever So we're uh, we're all we all made it. We're the two, three, and four seeds in that league. Luckily, we none of us play each other this week, so we could all be in the semis. Yeah, I'm not worried about Juni B Cortez though. You know, you're not worried about Juni Cortez. My team is sick. I don't know what to tell you. Your team, I will say, your team was sick. What do you mean my team was sick? <laughs> you traded it all I, away. Yeah, you drafted well. No. You drafted. I didn't. Very well. I you know I got I got players for what I gave away. What are you talking about? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I I will say I give my trading in. I I kind of said like that's probably my 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 biggest jokes league, but overall my trading this year was pretty subpar. I think I lost like two thirds of the trades at least. Um, but I do have Jefferson coming back, who I traded for in that league. So we'll see. Well, he's um, out. He's not playing right now. Nick Mullins throwing to him now. He's Jesus. playing. He's he's playing Saturday. He's back for playoffs. You got Nick so. Dobbs threw him like a suicide pass immediately after he gets back from a hamstring injury. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> that's tough. Just gets crunched and is out immediately. Yeah, that was tough. That's tough. It's considering I traded away Jameer Gibbs, Rashad White, and Christian Watson for uh, for Jefferson, which my whole league shit on the other guy for. And it turns out he won that trade fair and square. I also did trade away Tyree Kill, which I kind of regret. Um, and I also got fleeced by Mari. I traded for Austin Eckler and gave up uh, Mixon and Olave. <laughs> I which, love uh, it. I love it. I yeah. was I was uh, I, I was in the middle of some heated trade talks with you two. You know, I was dropping like, oh, Justin's hey. offering me this. Oh, Matt's offering me this. I yeah, got a right. good deal out of that, man. You were. Yeah. You I got were, I got Almond Raw instead, so it works yeah, out. Fair enough. I was gonna I was gonna try to get another running back because I've, I've been starting Kareem Hunt for seven weeks now, and I need to get him off the roster. But uh, our buddy Saul wouldn't budge there. Yeah, I mean this team is this league is tough because it's a very deep league. You start three running backs, you start three wide receivers, super flex. So it is a tough. It's tough to fill out a good roster, but I do feel good about my team. So we'll see. Um, we'll see where we go with that one. Um, but yeah, I'm also four and zero in terms of my teams making the playoffs. Uh, I'm always a whiz on the on the waiver wire. Feel good about that part of my game. The trades, I, I I had some miscalculations this year, so we'll we'll review the tape and 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 uh, and do better next year. But I just think this 
this nomenclature of me being a bad trader or this this perception <laughs> of that is fucking horseshit. Because I make the most trades by far out of anyone. Justin, you've, you've done this rant already. You've done. This. I know. <laughs> I know. I have part two. I know, I've, but but and the part that I'm adding on is I lose more of the trades that I make. So for people to like per, have this perception that I just like fleece people on trades is crazy. Is that the point though? Not that you fleece. Year, no, you, you send bad offers, and it's always I don't, hard. I don't do that. It's I hard to I, get I, around it. And then now no. you're protecting yourself by saying that I actually lose the trades. <laughs> I have. I can go through every trade that I've made. I've lost probably three quarters of them this year. That's not good. I know. In, in your plea to tell us that you're a good trader, not a good I'm, point. I'm saying that you can't call. You're, but people are saying I'm a bad trader because I fleece everyone. That's just not true. There is some anyway. heated discussion in this league about a team fleecing another as well. I remember that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just sat on the sidelines. Yeah, like, me too. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll let this. Yeah, thanks, friends. <laughs> yeah, thanks, friends. That are, that's to be fair, I think, I think he probably has the best shot at winning. His team is disgusting. Who? Whoever that... Callum, I think? I don't know. Your friend. You mean Saul? No, my the one. one, was, the one, the one I think Callum was the one that was complaining about it the most. Oh, his yeah, team's yeah. not that good. We, I'm going to beat him this week in the in the playoffs. Or maybe not Callum. Whoever's oh, Steph. Steph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His team is really good. Whoever's the, my, the number one seed. My my wife dresses me. Yeah. Yeah. That team is objectively very sick, and he'll probably win. I shouldn't have traded Tyreek in the end, but hey, that's no, showbiz. That's showbiz, baby. I mean, I got um, I got Devontae Smith, Brandon Ayuk, it's, and Brees Hall. It's fine. It's fine. We believe you, dude. We believe you. It's all good. You're a good trader, dude. Don't don't worry. Speaking of good trading, good trades, I think you've prepared some uh, OG trades for Holy us. Holy shit. I cannot wait for this fucking segment. I cannot wait for this. Yeah, so last week we talked about OG. I, I brought up OG and OB again, and it was time that we <laughs> made some, format, some formalities here and uh, talk <laughs> trades. So I did spend some time and put together some potential trades Specifically for OG and Obi, we're not touching Pascal. We're not touching any other Raptors today, okay, for the okay. most part. It's literally just OG and Obi trades. And I have, and you guys said, who's going to trade for OG and Obi? Who's going to trade? Well, I got ten teams here for you. Okay, let, let, let's make a let's make a bet here. Do we think over or under five that both me and Matt are like, yeah, that'll that actually works? Um, I over. It'll be over. It'll be. I'd over. say well under. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is like we can like we can harp on like draft compensation, but in terms of structure and teams like both being motivated to pull a deal off, I think would be the over for sure. And these all these all have been vetted by the draft the trade machine, right? I've been everything has gone through the trade machine. Okay. Um I have a total of twelve <laughs> twelve deals for ten teams here. Um and let me tell you, there were some others that I could have done, but I decided not to should just send one for every team. Yeah, well, <laughs> there were some teams obviously that wouldn't make sense, but um, yeah, five in the east, five in the west. We'll start in the east, and I'm going from um, in in terms of seeding as well. So this is like from top highest seeded teams to uh, to lower seeded teams. Can you can you so, start the, the the reverse? You want to do the reverse? Work your way up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Now I'm just my list is all thrown off. Okay, so sorry, sorry. the worst the worst team in the East that I think could trade for OG and Anobi would be the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I do have two trade kind of structures that could work. Um, for this, the first one, this one cannot be done until after January fifth. Wow, for reference, and this one is simple. This is a Dejounte Murray for OG and Anobi one for one swap. The Hawks. You know, get rid of that that short guard glut of Trey and Dejounte. They add some wing depth that they're just, that they're craving, um, and and you know that they, they kind of balances out their their roster a little bit more. Um, the Raptors could use a lead guard like Dejounte on their team as well. That he has signed uh, for I think for four more years after this one. So maybe the Raptors seem to throw in a pick. Maybe they have to throw in. Grady Dick, but I, but to me, the Dejounte and OG Ananobi are very equitable in terms of their uh, their value. Thoughts? Let's hear the other Hawks one. 
The other Hawks one, it, yeah, it revolves around more of a prospect package. Um, I would say there's there's three prospects that would I would say have positive trade value. All probably are worth about a first round pick. And so the trade I had here was OG Ananobi for Jalen Johnson, AJ Griffin, and Onyeka Okongwu. Jesus the Christ. Salaries, the salaries match up. Um, Jalen Johnson's probably been the most impressive of the three. Um, it kind of removes that glut of the Clint Capella Okongwu mix. You're keeping all your picks if you're the Hawks, uh, and you're just adding an OG Ananobi style player to your roster. Okay. Uh, if I may. Please. I. That is. That would never happen. Yeah, I think for, for uh, you're vastly overrating. OG wouldn't take work. it. I don't think they do Jalen Johnson OG one for one. Holy oh, shit! That's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. He's like their third best player this year. Uh, that's crazy. Legitimately, like watch a Hawks game. He's their third best player. Yeah, he's, he's developing yeah, really, really well. What's AJ Griffin done? And Okong was just like a center who can't do anything. He's rebounded and. Block shots. Yeah, but I'm saying is I don't think they do Jalen Johnson OG one for one. That's that's a crazy take. That's absolutely that's an incorrect take. I will say I I I asked for the second Hawks one, thinking it'd be better than the first one, and I think it's worse. And I also don't think that the John T. Murray and OG and Nobi are equivalent value. I think I'd I'd still take the John T. over OG. I think you guys are just under. I think you're already underrating OG and Nobi here. I think. In in the first very trade, you're already thinking he's just like a role player. He's he's, <laughs> he's not a role player. player. He's not a role player. But he's also not a future superstar. You know. Well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, whatever. So that's the first one. <laughs> okay, I'll also say for that one that you could hypothetically remove Jalen Johnson, do Griffin, a Kongu, and like a first, and that could also be another with some like, salary fillers. If you throw that's Sadiq Bay in there, you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there, there's, there's. I think the Hawks have what it would take to get it done because they also have like I think they can trade two or three firsts if they want to keep all their guys together. But that so that's a team that could fit for for OG and they they desperately need that. They they need them. Before you go go on, just for our uh, viewers slash listeners, um, OG stats on the 2023-2024 season are fifteen point mm. six points a game, four point three rebounds. 2.4 assists and 1.1 steals. So I just want to. What's he shooting from three? Uh, forty about forty percent. Yeah, he's he's literally one of the best lockdown defenders in the league, and he can shoot forty percent from three. Stats. I'm not, yeah, and, and you know the value of those two things, Justin. It kind of sounds like you're describing a role player. No, it's not. He's literally a. No, third it just banana. sounds like it. Is all. That's all. That's all. You know, it just Those sounds like three-point shooting player. and elite defensive play are like so coveted because most teams that are contenders already have ball dominant players. For sure, it's about fitting, it's about fitting championship level pieces around fitting your a ball role, dominant stars. Fitting a role on a team, right? Yeah, an all defensive type role player. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not saying he's a. I'm not saying he's a star. No one's saying he's a star. I'm saying just, uh, he's a going. first team All NBA. Defensive player who can shoot forty percent from three at twenty six years old. And it's worth bringing up. Is all. It's worth bringing up. I'd say. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I didn't say. I'm glad you did. One way or the other. I just. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you brought it up. It's perfect. Okay. Okay. This next one, and I was hoping I wouldn't have to do this second because this one's probably the craziest one on my list. (laughs) I was hoping we go in reverse order, but so this one is a trade with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now. This one I don't think you guys are gonna like very much. However, this is me. This is sort of a dream scenario. I think it's gonna be Donovan me. Mitchell, isn't it? No, yeah. no, it's not Donovan Mitchell. But no the Cavs, way. there's something broken with the Cavs, right? There's something yeah. needs to be fixed. And I think we've talked about the backcourt of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, and how look, that's just not Evan Mobley hasn't really developed the way you want to. Jared Allen's under a long-term contract. So here's my trade: Evan Mobley. Isaac Okoro and Ricky Rubio for OG Ananobi, Grady Dick, and a first round pick. Here's what's good. So a little more floor balance for the Cavs. And again, an elite wing defender. You get a prospect in Grady Dick, another first round pick that you can use for future trades. Um, you bounce, yeah. So now you have, you know, uh, the Garland Mitchell backcourt. You have OG, you have Struess, and then you have Jared Allen. 
more of a balanced floor. Um, you're probably giving up a little early on Mobley, obviously. Um, but but they need to train. They need to change something. So what do we think about that one? I'd say on paper that's actually really good. I think the value is there, but I think the Cavs aren't in that mode, especially yeah. with this kind of Donovan Mitchell uh, asking out looming. I yeah. don't think you could extend the timeline further than they already have it. But I, I actually think that I would, you know, if that wasn't a factor, I like that trade a lot for both teams. Yeah. I, I think Mobley's probably the last one that's going to get traded on Cleveland now. Yeah, they'd probably trade Mitchell and Allen before they traded Mobley, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah um, I, and, that'd be so you'd need to throw in a little bit more, like maybe like, draft capital. But yeah, no, that's... Check so maybe there's like a Mitchell deal there where you do like the similar package for Mitchell. I don't know, but the ca- the Cavs do need to shake something up. Um, but yeah, okay. The next one, um, the New York Knickerbockers. We've they've been talking about getting a star, star hunting for a while. Obviously, OG is not quite that star, um, <laughs> but they have fir- they have four first round picks this year. They have do have a decent amount of draft capital. So my trade, we can we can harp along draft compensation, but Evan Fournier and three first round picks would be my my deal. The salaries match up. There are some really really shitty firsts, like like guaranteed back end first round picks. So if if those are going to be tossed in, I would say you, you have to throw in a fourth. But if it's three decent potential firsts, then I would say Fournier and three three firsts for OG. You'd be um, happy with this as a Raptors fan. If it's not those shitty firsts, I would I, say that's okay, especially if there's a risk of him just leaving for nothing. If we can if we can build that cap cupboard up a little bit, um, I'd be okay with that. Because that's I a true like blow it up move, you know? Like that's a true like before done. Yeah. I would hope that if we did that deal, that we would do similar pe- uh, prospect and pick packages for uh for Pascal, for Gary, if there's a first out there for him. Um you know, and kind of literally just do a full rebuild under Scotty. But they do have some, you know, if I can get a, a, a Knicks 2026, 2028 first, and then one more first from a um, a team, they have they have a bunch of other people's first as well. You know, I don't fully trust the Knicks to, to be fully competent and amazing, you know, in two to four years. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. But um, I think that one makes sense from a value prop perspective. Um, do you guys think the Knicks... Yeah. Are in that mode? Like, do they believe this core? I think so. I think I think they're ready to pull the trigger on something um, pretty soon. And what are they? The fifth seed um, in the East. They're playing. Their defense is legit. Yeah, they're playing just about as good as you would have um, wanted them to. Um, Jalen Brunson's taking another step. Just nuts. He's shooting almost fifty percent from three. It's kind of ridiculous on seven attempts a game. <laughs> so I think uh, that'd be fun, honestly, to see OG on the Knicks. I'm a big fan of the Knicks. I think I love that they're pretty much Villanova 2.0. Um, and I feel like OG kind of fits that that mold there. So I think that'd be fun. Then you could have a, a Brunson, Barrett, OG, Randall, Mitchell Robinson starting five, and that defensively would be insane. And then I think there's enough... Offensive creation. And then you get there. like Hart, Hart and DiVincenzo. Hart, DiVincenzo, quickly. Like, uh, yeah, um, nice. Yeah. Really nice update. Hartenstein, top nine. Hartenstein. They have one more. Um, yeah, they have one more guy. I think I'm forgetting. But anyway, so that, I, I think the Knicks would be pretty legit if, uh, if that was the case. The next one, the second highest team in the Eastern Conference on my list, the Indiana Pacers. Is it time to make a move for the Pacers? This is a guy with their defensive woes they desperately could use. And so my trade for the Pacers, Benedict Matherin, Jarris Walker, and a 2024 first-round pick. Who says no? Wow. That's a good one. About three first-rounds worth of value, three first-round picks worth of value. But Bring Ben home, you know? I think... Uh, I think... Uh... That would probably just be how much the Pacers are willing to commit to this year. Because Jairus Walker was what? Like a top He's 10. He's a first round pick. This but he's top 10. He was like a lottery. 
And then Matherin, he was late lottery. Yeah. And then Matherin was six overall the year before. So mm. I don't know. I feel like uh, if they were to do that, it probably wouldn't be inclusive of the next pick. Like the the other one that you wanted to throw in. It would just maybe be the two players. And or a second, be, 20, 24 you know, second or something. Yeah. Not another first. But, um, yeah, the reason why I mean, Matherin hasn't really panned out for them is a thing like he has really been an empty calories scorer and that's about it. And there have been some rumblings of some tension there with within the organization. So I don't know if his standing within the league or even within their team is is like I don't think it's like they value him at, you know, two first round picks or I, I don't know. I I think that that's a reasonable package, and I, if I was the Raptors, I, I wouldn't settle for less than that. The reason why I put 2024 first instead of 2026 or 2028 is they're probably going to be pretty good this year, and that would be a, you know, let's say even lottery protected just in case they fall out, but that's going to be somewhere in the, what, the early 20s? Like, it's not going to be that high of a of a pick. Um, but yeah, but you're right. Is that enough? Up- do, do you think that pushes the Pacers into that next tier of of challengers, though? Yeah, I think I think so. I think that brings them into a legit kind of third banana in the East, maybe same tier with. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they still wouldn't be better than the Celtics, but you know. Um, but also, I think you'd you'd have you need you if you're the Pacers, you would need some sort of idea that you could re-sign him because again, that's a guy that fits your timeline, and if you can re-sign him to a four-year contract, they have lots of cap space. Um, he would be a really good. Uh, guy to, to build the, the future with beyond this year, right? Um, so I think you would need if if you if you were treating it as a true rental, I don't think the Pacers do that. But if you have some sense that he would be happy to stay there, if you if you sign him to the right price, then yeah, I think that's a no brainer for the Pacers too. I like it. I like it. Okay, my last team in the East, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Wow, it's similar to the Knicks package. It's Marcus Morris as a salary match and three first-round picks. I want the 2024 Philly first. I want the 2026 Philly first. And I want the 2028 Clippers first. We do, we, we book it. You add OG to your starting five. And uh, good luck with your playoff run. Holy. You have his bird rights? Could you go I, deeper? Like, could you say like a 27 good. Sixers first? Like 24 Sixers first is not going to be much, right? Well, the reason why I did 2024 is because the 2028 clips first is probably going to be pretty valuable. And um, so it kind of balances that out. I mean, ideally, I would start by asking for the 2028 um, Sixers first as well versus the 2024. But I think that's where it would land. Kind of one bad first and then one. Yeah. And then the other two would be decent. But yeah, I like that. No, that 2028 is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I think that would be a high pick. Um, I think that's your best one yet. Yeah, that's good. I like that a lot, and I I like it for the Sixers, too. Like, they're already, what, the two seed? Three seed? Yeah, I think they're the three seed right now, yeah. Or two, yeah, I don't know, maybe the two seed, yeah. And OG's a guy who doesn't take away touches from their top three, really. Like, the offense is working with the max. He's a three and D guy. Exactly, exactly. No, genuinely, right? Why do you think we bring him up so much? Like um, Tobias Harris, uh, I still think would keep his role as he currently has it, and OG would just kind of run up and down the floor playing defense and chucking up threes, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean they've always had a bit of a black hole at the four spot anyway, right? So imagine you have Tobias and OG filling that three and four with uh, with with Maxi running the points and and Embiid as your as your big yeah. man there. I mean that's that's pretty. I mean I would honestly probably. Maybe put them as the favorites if they can pull that off in the East. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're neck and neck with Boston. I'd put them above Milwaukee for sure um, at that the point. Only thing, the only thing with that is, Justin, you could probably speak better to this, but did OG and Nick Nurse get along? Yeah, they never. They, I mean, OG gets a, like, he's such a quiet person that it's really hard to know. I don't think he, he doesn't really get, doesn't, the only, he gets along with everyone from what I've seen or heard. Um, yeah. he's always been a little unhappy with his role. Um, I think, or there's been rumblings of that. So that's my only hesitation with, if I'm a team, you know, trading for him. But I do think like, 
I get it because A, the Raptors haven't really been winning much the past couple of years. And B, there's not a clear player on the Raptors that is um, like discernibly better than OG. Like, like I guess you, you can make the case, obviously, Pascal and Scotty are better, but it's not like this, like, you're like, it's the, they're worlds apart, you know? So I kind of get in that scenario, like, why you'd be a little upset with like being the clear third banana. But if you're playing with OG or if you're playing with Joel Embiid, you're never going to complain about not getting more touches than that guy, right? Like you're, I think there's a clear hierarchy there. Um, but yeah, that, and he's never publicly complained in any capacity. So it's more just like rumors um, that he wants a bigger role. So yeah, no, I think he's, he's again, I think that's why he's so value, valued in this league is like he is truly a plug and play uh, ceiling raiser for a, a championship level team. Um, and I think that's just as, you know, getting to that final step is just as valuable as, you know, finding that first banana. So, um, yeah, so I, I don't think that would be a problem. I like it. You've gotten better as you come along. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Let's okay, we're West. moving to the West. The West. Uh, we're going to go from bottom to top again, because I guess that's that's how we're doing it. Um, the Golden State Warriors, they've been in, in rumors a lot. They need to make a move if they want to maximize Curry's window. This has been a tough year. Yeah. So the trade, OG Ananobi for Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Gary Payton, and a 2026 first-round pick. You you, you move off the two-timeline thing if you're uh, you're Golden State. Kaminga hasn't really developed the way you want to. Um, You know, after this year, Clay's going to be off the books. Probably there's – it's looking more and more likely that 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 won't – that won't be a marriage that continues. So you're going to have – you know, enough space with his bird rights to, to re-sign him. Um, I think he's a way better fit than Wiggins and Draymond now uh, alongside uh, Chef Curry. And uh, yeah, I think he would be a really valuable person um, for the team. I think that's picking the wrong timeline for the Warriors. You know, of those two timelines that they have available to them, I think if I was the Warriors, I'd I'd go for the, the other one. Well, I mean, then you have to trade Steph. Steph is is a. I, I think you could still trade like Wiggins and Draymond. Draymond. I mean, what, what the hell was that last night? Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. No, we should talk about that. That's after, crazy. After your trade, after your trade. But I, I feel like Wiggins is the one that needs to go because the, the Warriors are already don't have much depth especially with those guys not developing as much as you would hope. But they're still really young, and trading the three of them, like they already moved off Gary Payton once before, I feel like he's probably set on their team. Um, He's one of the few guards that can guard people on their team. I feel like Wiggins would be the one to be in that package, and then I don't know how the salary matches up, but it would be Wiggins and something else for NNOB. I'd love to see Wiggins Toronto too. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, Gary Payton was a salary matcher for that for that OG deal. Um, yeah, Wiggins doesn't work in an OG trade just because he makes a lot more. A Wiggins style deal makes more sense if they're trading for Pascal, which I can still see working really well for them. Um, so I think both players would be would be worth a look. Um, and I do think there's a better like you can probably do Wiggins Kaminga and two firsts for Pascal or something like that. Uh, or versus a Kaminga, Moody, and one first type of package for for OG. So there's some optionality there. Um, but yeah, you can't fit claim to a deal that's going to be an expiring. You can't really, I don't think anyone's going to touch Draymond right now. Um, and Wiggins is definitely a negative value contract at the moment. He's got He's making like 30 plus million for, I think, two or three more seasons um, as well. So, I mean, he, he again would just be salary filler. It would be cool to see him in Toronto, I guess, but... He feels like he's a shell of himself. Like he just doesn't have it from what he what he had two years ago. So if I'm the Raptors, I'm looking at Kaminga Moody and draft comp and, and going from there. But um yeah. I I I I get the value. I don't see it happening. The Warriors need to do something. They're clearly broken though. So I don't know who that guy is for them. Um I do think it's more likely they trade for a Pascal than they do for an OG. So so we'll see. Um Okay, next team on my list, the New Orleans Pelicans. One is pretty crazy, and one is 
probably more realistic. Which one do you want first? I want the Zion one. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Trent, and OG Ananobi for Zion Williamson straight up. Holy fuck. <laughs> Who says no? I, I don't know. I, I I legitimately do not know how to value Zion Williamson right now. I, I, I don't understand. He is so fat. I just don't know how a trade like that would work, man. Like it, that's so fun. Because you pair, you would have fucking Herb Jones and OG in the same lineup. Good mm-hmm. luck scoring. Mm-hmm. And Trey Murphy, like Brandon Ingram. You just have the lankiest fucking team. <laughs> still have CJ. You still have Alvarado. You still have Jonas for bigger matchups. You have Larry Nance. I think you said Larry Nance already, but. I'm um, like. This is also with Zion not getting hurt this year, which with him in his uh, current state uh, with his bigger stature, like it's, it's very (laughs) likely that something happens pretty soon. And so you're also getting off that contract. Wow. I I like that a lot. If you're the Raptors, you, you, you think I can change him? Yeah. You you think I can change him? Get him away from the New, New Orleans cooking. A Zion, a Zion, Scotty Barnes future for the Raptors. I think the fan base can get around that. For um, sure. Still have Pascal. Yeah. You can move. So yeah. that's one. I don't. I, again, I don't know who says no to that, but I think someone says no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Somewhere, I, I I agree with that. I don't know who says like, no. I don't know. Somebody in will. terms of in terms of New Orleans, like he is probably the biggest star that you'll ever get if with his ceiling like mm-hmm. no one's really actively seeking out like free agency to go to new orleans so like yeah that would be the, the one thing because you really move off of that but that being said like there's still a really good team outside of that and like willie green's a great coach they could yeah i don't know i like that for both sides but i feel like someone says no yeah yeah, I, if I'm the Pelican, if I'm the Pelicans, and I really have given up hope on Zion, like I do that deal, and then I still have all the like I'm, I haven't given up a single pick in that deal, right? So then maybe do I am I able to flip CJ and and a bunch of my draft compensation for like a Donovan Mitchell or like do it through a trade avenue where you can kind of re-raise that ceiling with a certain player? But you know, Brandon Ingram's still there. Um, like you mentioned, Trey Murphy is they're super high on. He's very young. Dyson Daniels is like a six nine guard that maybe can develop into something good. He's he's shown flashes. So, um, and yeah, it's I it's it's in, I I would I would watch the Pelicans on League Pass all the time if uh, if if that was their their team. But the other trade I had we can go through quickly is um, OG Ananobi for Larry Nance, Dyson Daniels, uh, the twenty twenty four Los Angeles first, so a low first round pick, and a twenty twenty six first. So. You're basically getting three first round style or about three first round picks for for OG if you consider Dyson Daniels a first rounder. Um and that's probably the more the lower risk trade if you're if you're Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh I I I don't think the value is there for the Raptors, honestly, on that one. I mean I like Dyson. I think he's gonna fit really well in the Raptors system. I just don't know if like the Raptors fans would be happy about that. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, two firsts and Dyson Daniels. Like, I'm trying to get to like three first round picks worth of value for an OG and an OB trade. Yeah, roughly. Um, that's the plus evaluation. plus Larry Nance. But you're right; it's less enthusiastic. Um, my next one, which is with for your Sacramento Kings, uh, Mari. Oh yeah, is uh, is is a simple one. It's Harrison Barnes, your 2026, 2028, and 2030 first round picks for OG and an OB. Three firsts. Three firsts and Harrison Barnes. And let's say we'll throw protections on them too. Like let's say all top eight protected or our top six protected or something. Jeez. Oh, Three's a lot. I, I want to say that that sounds reasonable. Um mm-hmm. I just don't agree with it. I, I I know the Kings will the Kings would like that. I don't like that. I just don't see this team as a championship winning team, like this core. Mm-hmm. I think we're we're in desperate need of a a big man, um, especially with the dominance of big man and championship core level teams. Um, but can't you get one of those? Can't you acquire like a backup big that like, can defend and 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 protect? Yeah, we have, we have JaVale McGee. What if what if the Raptors oh, right. do in Hurdle? 
and like there was a more there's one more it makes, piece, like, it makes salaries a bit tougher but i would i would do that yeah yeah i mean i i, I don't know I if you guys want Pirtle though i love Pirtle. i four love years Pirtle. of brady I love Pirtle. As a backup. You want to pay a backup big $20 million a year? He's not a backup big. He's a quality starting center. Yeah, but you're not going to be starting. You're not going to be playing in more than 16 minutes a game. No, we would absolutely. We'd play him besides the bonus. You would not. That's absolutely. Not what, what else would we do? Why? That's going to clog up your spacing. A ton. I don't think that's a good lineup at all. Putting Pirtle and Sabonis together? Sabonis can't play the five, and, and he can't. I think... I don't know. Anytime I watch a Kings game, it's because Sabonis gets out rebounded. Yeah, he can't play the small, five. A small five. I mean, I would do that. I would do Pirtle and OG for that package plus some salary filler. Yeah. It'd just be what the salary. Because I think I think the Pirtle contract is like I wouldn't call it a negative value contract, but I don't love it for for anyone for us specifically the Raptors. Um, I don't know. That's interesting though. If you, I, I do think Pirtle's a good big. He's like probably a somewhere in the fifteen to eighteen, you know, best big range. Um, but yeah, that's that's another one. I got two more for you. Um, quickly, the the Dallas Mavericks. I think they're 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 looking pretty good this year, and I think do think they have some ammo to make another move. Um, so the the trade would be OG Ananobi. For Jalen Green, Maxi Kleba, and their 2026 and 2028 first round picks. Josh Green, not Jalen Green. Oh, Josh Green. Yeah, yeah. Kleba, Green, and two picks. They only have two first round picks, realistically, they can trade. So it would basically be all the ammo they have left to build around a Doncic, Kyrie, OG, Grant Williams, and Derek um, Lively. Derek Lively. That'd, that'd be really cool. fun, actually. And Dante Exum. <laughs> seven threes last night. You see that? Shout out. Shout out, Exum. Late bloomer. Uh, uh, that's I, a lot of faith in Derek Lively to be like a, a contending big man. I think he has it, though, to be fair to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say he's top five in rookie of the year status. Definitely first team. All, all rookie, for sure. I'd say that. Um, and again, the big man for me is like a, it's like the least valuable position. Like that is like the highest value replacement. Like you can replace that to me is like fairly simple, fairly well. Um, it's really those guards and wings that are, are really difficult uh, when you're creating, you know, high level, high teams or I mean, it elite solves, teams. It solves your issue um, with lack of defense for sure. You still have like Tim Hardaway. Um, to trade as a trade piece later, potentially. Um, and I guess he would be your sixth man. Be your guy coming off the bench, yeah. Which honestly is kind of scary because he's playing really well this year. He's exactly what you want from a sixth man. He's a flame. He's just yeah. like a flamethrower who can just like get you twelve points in a quarter sometimes, and just like yeah. Rip. No, I, I, it would just be going all in, and that that's also like a lot of belief in Kyrie. Um, yeah. That nothing's going to happen. Um, but that ceiling is a contender for sure. Like, they're already, like, what, the three seed, um, I think? Yeah, they're and playing they're, well this year. They're playing really well. And there's something about, like, for when I think of the fit, I kind of love the ball dominance of Luca and Kyrie with, like, non-ball dominant, but, like, good defenders that can shoot threes of Grant Williams and OG. It's like your offense will just be, like, Derek Lively pick and rolls with Kyrie or, or Luca, and you'll have Grant in one corner, OG in another. And then on the other end, on defensively, you'll have two pretty decent to elite wing stoppers. Um, OG can also guard guards. He guards one through five. So a little bit of flexibility there. Um, yeah, I just I think I would really like that team in a in a playoff run and in the next for the next three years, too, if I uh if I pull that off, but that might be one of my favorites, to be honest. If I'm, uh... that'd be really good. Okay, my last one. I'll make it quick. Uh, the OKC Thunder go a little bit. They 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 push their chips in a little bit, and the trade is simple. Uh, I'm asking for Davis Bertans and four first round picks from the OKC Thunder, <laughs> who have 36 picks in the next like eight years. Um, as the Thunder fan of the of the group, yes, please, yeah. I think they would need to go bigger if they're going to acquire another guy. Like, like they need to give more? 
like oh like get a bigger star like yeah like if they're gonna add another piece to the puzzle like they already have so many guys competing for minutes it's actually kind of insane um i think you would swing for an all nba guy um and but what's great about this is you can I make mean, that trade they definitely need like a big like they do need a big you're one right one thing would be a big that like an all nba big i don't know who that would be because i was thinking Embiid. i think i said that over the summer that was the big one I that i think would make the, that would be the most fun but i don't know he seems happy now he's playing really well this year maxi's worked out um so potentially that's, you can also like trade for like Clint Capella for like a first round pick and and get your like not all all sent not all NBA big but like a solid yeah. big. Um, but I also I think you can make this OG trade, and you would still have like fifteen more first round picks, and you can still make a Donovan Mitchell trade or whoever the next superstar is. Like it doesn't restrict you from doing that. It's more like does he fit with your team and your future? And I think OG does. Um. He does imagine him and Jalen Williams with with Shea and I also was trying to think of like a giddy trade with all the giddy news going on. Maybe there's like a giddy OG thing, but I I couldn't get there. That that doesn't make sense. I think for anyone right now. Um, but um, yeah, I think there's a potential. Um, I think at some point OKC is gonna have to cash some chips in because you're right, Matt. They have a lot of quality players now. And they can't use this draft capital for much longer. Like they need to cash some of these chips in. Um, I think it'll be like, say what the Suns did to get Durant. Like it'll be something like that, except it doesn't really matter because they have a million of them. Like yeah. Phoenix kind of put themselves in that situation where they had to commit. But I feel like they'll do something like that. They'll just wait for a chance like that. And maybe... Honestly, I think they should have done it for Durant. I think that would have been fucking fun. Um, <laughs> but it'll be something like a huge, huge name. Um, and just sending like fucking five, six firsts. And yeah, I I just don't think there's another trade for OKC where they take on another role player. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's got to be big. Bigger. And no offense to OG. <laughs> no, but it's just not, you know, it, that's not a... They have enough of OG on their team. They got a lot of people who play. Oh, even who's Jalen Williams. Who's OKC starting? Who's their fifth guy? If, if Giddy, Shea, Jalen Williams, no, Jalen Williams and Chet. Who's their fifth right now? Who do they start? Um, That's a good point. I think it's. Is it Lou Dort? Like, is really is oh, Lou Dort? Dort yeah. Like a... yeah. I think it's Lou Dort and then Casey Wallace, sixth. And I, I'm just saying, there's there's a fit for OG there. There's a there's a clear fit. If you want to make a run this like year, build Yang. Like you have all these guys that you made picks on that are competing for minutes. Yeah, already that are not very expensive. You won't have to resign them. I don't. The only thing with that is, if they were to do the trade, they probably wouldn't resign him. So... OG? Hell yeah, they would. No, I, mean, I, I don't think so. I don't, I, just teams, don't, I don't think he'd be in the core. For this year to like maybe make a run. So it'd be like a deadline. Um, some, yeah. Any of these tr teams trading for OG w would have the intention of re-signing him. So if, yeah, if they didn't see him in their future plans. Yeah. Anyone else, I totally agree. It Just the Thunder doesn't make any sense because they have a lot of younger guys that are going to need that money. But who do they have at the wing that we're all fired up about outside of Jalen Williams? Luquentz Dort. He's the greatest Dort player is in the league. Dort. Come on. Let's, let's, he's not the, the future stopgap. The Dortrich chamber, like he's literally. Yeah, I, I like Dort more than OG, I'll be honest. I oh, like Dort crazy. a lot. That's crazy. He does the same thing, perhaps better. Oh, oh my God. We're losing so much credibility by the minute here. He wins games. Okay. okay. Just just do the last one. I, I don't know. No, this is this is that was the last one. <laughs> oh, that is the last one. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'd say so the only two that the only two I didn't like were the teams that I don't think that there's there's a fit for personally, which is OKC and Atlanta. But I think everybody else, I, I'm actually on. I, I I do like your valuation of of OG at this point. I think most of those mm -hmm. are pretty spot on. And I saw I could see most of those happening. I just don't see teams such as OKC and teams such as Atlanta. I don't think those are the moves for them.
I think, yeah, I think Atlanta is more of a Pascal uh, destination yeah. potentially. And, and same OKC with as well. I think, I think OKC as well is more of a Pascal destination. Yeah. It's a higher ceiling. And same with Golden State too. So, th- so some of those trades that I mentioned, you can, you can move, you can sh- shift it a little bit with salaries and maybe pick compensation and you're, and you're just flipping OG with Pascal. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Raptors do. They're nine and 14 um not loving where they're going they've lost like four straight five straight or something at this point um and i think it's time i think i think haska or uh, Masai has waited as long as he can and a credit to him like you don't make your move until you absolutely have to but with both these guys could potentially leave in in free agency i think it's time to to make that move and pick a direction scotty barnes has ascended and i think is already your best player on this team um and i think building around him with with picks and and young players is the way to go so um that's it that will end off on that um go raptors i love you to death um oh gee this is not uh, a goodbye quite yet i still love you but i hope uh hope we can get you to a championship contender here and uh and hopefully one of these teams will pull trig on that uh any last final words fellas before we get out of here yeah it kind of sounds like to me like you don't like og a lot yeah, I hate him on a deeper personal level for sure. Uh, I think Draymond Green might have CTE. Oh, uh, I don't, from wow. what take. Hot it's, take. It's very, uh, it's very similar to the Antonio Brown, obviously to a less extreme, but it just it's things that make absolutely no sense. Yeah, that was crazy. That last punch. That last many... one, the one last night was actually I've never seen anything, and then he apologized saying it was a basketball play. <laughs> no, it <What>? wasn't. <laughs> How many games, quickly, Matt, do you think he gets suspended for? Uh, I think he gets like seven, but I hope it's like 25 or something. I think it's 20. Holy. I hope it's higher. I hope it's higher. It's it's just yeah. so ridiculous. The fact that someone can have a highlight reel of all, all things like that, that they do, it's just, I hate it. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think that decision will come in the next couple of days, so we'll talk about it next week on the pod. For now, we'll get out of here. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day, rest of your week. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for liking. Thanks for following. Uh, we love you to death. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you to all of our European listeners, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Adios. Peace.